Good morning, NCC. So we are so glad that you're here today with us. If this is your first time coming, there is something special out on the back. Make sure you grab that when you leave. Um, And you are in for a special treat because this Sunday is the best Sunday of the entire year because it is our youth Sunday. It is our camp Sunday. Every aspect of today's service was planned by our youth. That's amazing because we have some amazing youth. I definitely want to take a second to thank each and every one of you, especially the parents, for trusting our staff and leaders with your kids. It's amazing. And if you don't volunteer and you're thinking maybe you should volunteer with the youth, you should. Um, When I started volunteering with youth, I definitely wasn't qualified. And I did this just because I had a heart for these kids. I love these kids. I love them even on their best days. I love them even on their worst. I love them even when we don't agree. And that's the thing. Is that's what we need in youth. We need them. We need a positive adult role model showing them whose they are. So that's just, that's just what we need. But there are a few announcements for this morning, so I don't want to forget those. Tonight from 6 to 7, Dr. Westers will be addressing self-harm in adolescents. This is a community-wide event, and it is for adolescents and parents. There's also no youth tonight due to this event. And then there is a dodgeball tournament tomorrow that's community-wide in NCC West from 6 to 8.30 for our youth. And Dr. Westers will be speaking to the youth at that event as well. We have our throne room encounter next Saturday at 7 p.m., which is a time of prayer, intercession, and worship. Okay? So that's the announcements. Now, if I can get y'all to put your hands together and stand up for our amazing Youth Praise Band. Before we get into the next song, just give a hand to these kids that have taken a lot of time to work on these songs. Y'all give it up for these young ones right here. We, uh, we went through the drills quite a bit on these songs, and so I'm really, really proud of them. Also, I don't know if you saw it in the video, it was kind of hard to see, but Sophie made a double catch with, in uh, dodgeball and got two separate people out. It was pretty amazing. If you blinked, you missed it. Is a lamp onto my feet. Your way is the only way for me. It's a narrow road that leads to life, and I wanna be on it. It's a narrow road, but the mercy is wide. Cause you're good on your promise. I take you at your word. If you say. And the chaos fell in line 
Cause I've seen it in my life Near road that leads to life And I want to be on it It's a narrow road And the tide is high Will you part of the water? I'll take you at your word If you said it, I'll believe it I've seen how good it works And if you start it, I'll complete it I'll take you at your word Say it again If you said it, I'll believe it I've seen how good it if you started, you'll complete it. I'll take you at your word. I'll take you at your word. You say you love. You say your love will never give up. You say your grace is always enough. You say your heart. I thank God 
Got no choice but believe All my doubts were burning Just like ashes in the wind So long to all my old friends Burning bitterness Oh, you just keep them moving up No, you ain't welcome here From now till I walk the streets of gold I sing of how you saved my soul This wayward son has found his way
And so for like last several years, we've talked about it and, and talked about baptism and, and how important it is and how it's, it's a personal relationship, how it's a relationship between her and how it's a relationship between God and how the Holy Spirit becomes alive in her whenever she accepts him. And so we've been talking for like the last six months about coming up and talking to one of the ministers. And last week or two weeks ago, one uh, Pastor Lance came up and said, hey, Gwendolyn came and talked to me. And so I was totally blown away. She did it by herself. You know, and she showed me that she was really knew what it meant to become a Christian because it is. It's a personal relationship between her and God. Not because her sisters did it, not because her friends did it. It's because it was between the two of them and for her. So, Gwendolyn, are you here to be baptized today? Yes, sir. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. Very good. So, Gwendolyn, it's my honor to baptize you as my sister in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Jesus. Raised to new life. Well, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. All right? There's nothing like getting to see um, youth and children understand their walk with God. Right, that's a, that's an exciting time. If you're new here, my, my name is Lance Brodsky. I'm the generations pastor here. I get the privilege, I get the honor of getting to be a part of literally all of your children's lives from birth all the way up. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. When I say it's an honor, like it really, honestly, is an honor to me. Um, and I'm going to go a little bit into that. The church is going to be a little bit different today. I hope you like are having. Oh, wait, well, let me rephrase that because that's going to sound wrong. Um, we like to have a lot of fun in youth, right? And so Camp Sunday is letting you guys experience a little bit about what we experience on, on a regular basis. We're big on worship. Worship is a huge part of what we are in youth. Um, we're trying to take that to the next level. Uh, give the band a, a, a big, like, please, round of applause. The, wor- the worship band it is an extension, right, of what we do in here. And worship over there is the same thing. We want to impart something into your youth's lives. Uh, when, it, when worship is there, there's something all throughout the Bible, right? We see the impact of worship, of making a joyful noise. We saw the walls of Jericho come down by like worship. We saw Saul in the Bible when he had a tormented spirit. What did they do? They had David come and play the harp, right? All throughout the Bible, there's stories left and right of the impact of what worship has and what it can do. And so for me, that is a foundational part of what we want to instill in the youth is learning the heart of worship so that we go before God with that and break down walls in their lives so that they move forward. That is a big part of the worship band. So I'm glad that you guys are getting to participate in what we bring forth to the youth over there. Um, I want to read a scripture real quick. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's verses 5 through 9, and this is in the New Living Translation. It says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Let me say that part again. Repeat them again and again to your children. 
talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That seems a bit extreme, and I hope that it is extreme. Because what that verse is saying is we should be living our relationship with God 24-7. Right? There's a lot of us that are Sunday Christians. I'll repeat that one. I know that, that was like the same. There's a lot of us that are Sunday Christians. Right? We come on Sunday because it's the right thing to do. Because that's what we were told. But we serve a God that wants to be relational. I don't know too many people who just go, I just want to exist. If you don't want to exist, there's reasons why you don't want to exist. And it's normally because there's not relationship in your life. Right? So as we pursue a God who wants to have relationship with us, we get to serve a God who wants relationship with us. That is such a cool, amazing thing to know that there's a God who actually says, hold on, I want to have relationship with my people. So much so that he says, instill it in your children. Everything that we do from the time we wake up until the time that we go to bed, when you leave in the morning, you pray. When you go to bed at night, you pray. Make sure that you're walking, you're talking, you're influencing your children with God, not just your children. It's for yourself too. The impact that we have on our children comes by our walk, right? And so the next verse that I want to read is in Proverbs 22, 6. This is train up a child the way they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. I love that verse. A lot of us go on our journeys, but the seeds that we sow and that get watered, they grow, right? And so there's tough seasons in life, just like in gardening. There's tough seasons. There's weeds that come along. And man, there's times when those weeds look like they're going to take over the whole entire thing. And you're like, how could that plant survive? And with some pruning and some love comes back and that plant comes back to life through time. So if you're going through a tough season with your youth or even in your own life, understand that that pruning, it's never too late, right? You're going to be able to come back and it's going to come to life. I read those verses for a specific reason. I get to, to, I told you a minute ago that I get to serve the generations and I serve the generations with the most amazing team. Um, And when I say that, the the youth leaders that we have in our church, um, man, they're all volunteers, And they pour their time. They don't just come and be like, man, I I just want to come and sit in a gym and watch a bunch of kids just do what? That's not their mentality. Their heart, their purpose, their soul is that they want to make an impact. They want to make an influence on your youth, right? And so knowing that you have a leadership team that absolutely loves the youth, the children of this community is so rewarding because it's something that's going to leave an impartation and a mark on their lives, I want to honor Amanda. Um, you guys got to, to hear her earlier. She's one of the most giving one, uh, like people I've ever met in my life. And I say that because it's in all areas. It's the, the way that she gives of her time and of herself to people is the ultimate level of what we see in sacrifice and then what she does for people. And so I want to honor you in front of everyone just for all that you do and how much you do for them. Um, Well-deserved. But I also want to honor the the elders and the pastors. And I know the last time I got up, I I said it, but I want to take it an extra step because I want to read a stat here in a second to you. And this is going to be a short service, all right? But the West Building, 
I want to talk about it for a second because it expresses the vision that our leadership has of the level of understanding of how important youth and children are in our community. That building was built because they recognized that in order to make a difference in a youth and child's life, there has to be an extra step. We always have to go another level. We've got to prepare and constantly get better in order to reach our, our community and especially our youth. Right, And so that building gives us the full opportunity and purpose in order to reach you guys at a max. So if you're new here, know that the church here adores and loves the children and youth of this community, the surrounding. They love the youth and children of the world, right? And we're going to do everything we can to reach the ones that can come here specifically. And then we can outreach through that, right? And so the reason why I say all of that is this. I'm going to read a stat. This is by the International Bible Society. It says, another survey cited by the International Bible Society indicated that 83% of Christians make their first commitment to Jesus between the ages of 4 and 14. Our best opportunity to reach people for Jesus is from the ages of 4 to 14. That was 83%. Watch the drop happen. When children hit the age of 5 to 13, the probability of them accepting Christ drops to 32%. But when ages from 14 to 18 have a 14% chance, from the ages of 14 to 18. Once they hit 19, and this is detrimental, when kids hit 19, if they haven't accepted Jesus, that percentage drops to 6%. There's a 6% chance that somebody will accept Jesus in their heart after the age of 18 if they have not done it. So that means from 19 on, we're doing everything we can to hope. Now, I believe in a big God, and I believe that, you know what, age is just a number, right? But what impact we have on our youth and our children today is the difference of what our future looks like down the road. So I do honor our leadership here for understanding that if we don't do something to reach our children, that impact, like I said, in the youth, in this age right here, you saw that percentage, 14, 14% chance. So we hit them from the time that they're little so that when they're here, we're helping them understand identity of who they are in Christ. We're helping them understand why we serve Jesus. We're helping them understand what is the purpose of baptism. We want them to have a walk with God. That walk with God is so vital. It's so important. How many of you, if you didn't have God in your life in some form or fashion, and if you didn't and you found God later in your life, do you wish that somebody would have taken the time to show you and teach you when you were a kid so that that journey was a totally different journey for yourself? Today, we struggle with identity more than we ever have in the history of the earth. We now see things where we're having to identify by pronouns. And I'm not going to get into a political discussion. It's, this isn't about any of that and me saying you must believe the way I believe. But the reason why we struggle with pronouns and the reason why we struggle with identity and the reason why we struggle with half the things that we're doing right now in the earth is because we've stopped teaching the word of God and imparting it in our youth. We've started to allow the tool that could be used to grow has now been used as a tool to distract, right? We stopped parenting. We're allowing other things to parent. And I have a challenge for you as parents. 
If you are not a parent as an adult, I'm just going to say this. This is a challenge to all of you as adults, but especially you as parents. Say I love you often. Tell your kids I love you. Pray with your kids in the morning when you drop them off to school. I homeschool my kids, so pray with your kids when they wake up and say, Lord, give me the strength. But pray with your kids when you drop them off and say, you know what? Let's set your day in motion the right way. At the end of the day, take the time to talk to your kids and pray with them over their day that they have the wisdom to overcome the challenges that they face on a regular basis. Tell your kids how proud you are of them. Tell your spouse how much you love and adore them, how proud you are. Most of the relationship problems that we have today are because we've stopped communicating with each other or we've forgotten how to communicate with each other. And so we operate in anger and frustration instead of communication. Most things can be fixed all with words, just like they can destroy, they can fix and repair. But it's an amazing feat when we start to take the time. Again, that wasn't just for parents. Kids watch and they learn, right? That's why the screen has become such a huge tool of the enemy is because he understands the word better than you do. So he will come at every angle that he can to distract in the ways that he can to make sure that we're not reaching the youth the way that we should be. So knowing that they're watching you, what influence are you having on them? Are they seeing you frustrated and angry? Are they seeing you yell constantly? Are they seeing you be patient and pray when you're getting frustrated? Are they seeing you respond the way that you should be to people? And that goes for all of us. I'm not preaching as though I'm perfect. I'm preaching because I speak to myself on a regular basis. I need the reminders on a regular basis. But I get to witness it on a regular basis. I'm grateful that we have a church that puts together a wellness event because they understand that the reality is mental health is now an issue that people are struggling struggling with on a regular basis. And if we can reach them in any way, shape, and form, we're going to do it. So to go into Camp Sunday, and I know you're sitting there going, what does all of that have to do with camp? All right? This is what it has to do with camp. Camp is about influencing your youth. It's about putting them in an environment where they have straight Jesus for a week. Right? Their camp time when they're in their cabins and they're talking to their leaders. When they're with each other. They have an opportunity to discuss things. And yes, while there's games and all that kind of fun, we want to have a a good time, but it's building a unity. It's building team bonding. But then through the messages also. And so we're going to be going to another camp called YFN in 2024. And I'm about to show you a video, and then I'm going to say one more thing, and we're going to have the band um, sing us out. But watch this promo real quick, and then I'm going to talk about it. We are so excited to just show you just a sneak peek of what it looks like to serve with Youth for the Nations. Every year, we get to host 5,000 teenagers, pastors, and leaders from all across the globe to see the next generation change. YFN is a 30-plus year legacy that started in the heart of Mama Frida Lindsay when she looked at a generation and said, we must do something. Since that moment in 1990, 
Lives have been being transformed by the thousands. In fact, we've reached over 110,000 teenagers, pastors, and leaders since 1990. What a legacy yeah. and what an opportunity to be a part of. Yes, and every year we partner with the students here at Tifunai who are consistently getting equipped with leadership skills, building community, recruiting, and really learning the heart of service that's really behind what we do here at YFN so that after YFN, they can take that same heart and that same vision for you all over the world and serve them wherever God has called them. We say this, we build people, not programs. Everything that you receive, being a part, listen, it's going to strengthen you for your life. It's going to strengthen you for wherever God calls you and what he calls you to do. We cannot wait to have you see what this vision is all about. All right, so YFN 2024. This is where I'm gonna be taking your kids next year. It's a 33-year legacy. Um, that camp changed my life. I, I'm an avid fan of that camp. Um, I was talking to my wife about it the other day. I met my wife because of that camp. Uh, I went to that camp in 1992. It started in 1991. And they influence 5,000 kids each summer. And there's something so moving that's so emotional about seeing 1,500 kids worshiping God. How many of you know that there's, there's influences in the world, right? There's positive influences and there's negative influences. There's positive peer pressure. I want positive peer pressure in our kids' lives. I believe that if we create an environment of positive peer pressure on a regular basis, people are like, you're saying that you want peer pressure. Yes, I do. I want peer pressure. I want positive peer pressure because negative peer pressure has influenced our youth for too long. And that is a week long where I know for a fact that the influence and the impartation of what comes out of that Bible college is so deep into the hearts of these youth. It's hard not to come back excited for God. I got to have the privilege of, I, I went with Ian a couple weeks ago just for one night and I heard 1,500 kids when worship stopped start chanting, we want more. We want more. They had been worshiping God for over an hour. Right? How many of you know when there's 1,500 people jumping and praising God, the building gets hot? And they started crying, crying out to worship God longer and more. There's a 6% chance that our youth don't find God when they turn 19. I will do anything in my power, anything that I'm given the opportunity to, to provide a youth a chance to see God in a way where he's going to meet them. We saw three kids come to know Jesus this summer at camp. <clears throat> that is... It's why we do what we do. It's why the Amandas and the Ians and the Lilas and Micahs and Evans and all of my, my leaders, if I forgot your name, it's not personal. It's just what came to my head, right? It's why they pour in on their free time the way that they do is because we'll stay up for hours at a time 
We'll over-caffeinate ourselves with the youth just to see a salvation of a kid. It's worth it if just one says that yes, because that one will change a life. That one life is changed and doesn't become the 6%. It's worth it, church. And you are a giving church, and I thank you for that because I don't know how many of you realize how many youth you all sent. There was 55 of us that went to camp this summer. It's because of what you all do and how you pour into it. So from the deepest part of my heart and the youth leaders, we thank you for believing in our youth. Thank you for sitting in the youth service today and letting us show you what they see. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to see a huge change in the youth this year. We're about to start a program called Alpha. And in that program, it's inspired by them. It's through communication. It's a program of communicating that inspires them to challenge to go through the word of God and find out why they believe what they believe so that it's not just a a bunch of words. It's not the belief of my parents, but it's an inward belief for themselves so that when they do make a decision like a baptism, it's not just, I know I'm supposed to do this, but there's this reality that happens and they understand their walk with God. We're gonna see the community start to change and there's gonna be a shockwave, a ripple that happens through the youth of Lampasas. And it's gonna impact the outside of this community. And I'm excited to see what happens. So I'm going to pray. And after I pray, the band's going to sing us out with a song and you'll be dismissed. All right? So, Father God, I thank you. I praise you for this church body. I thank you for a church that believes in the youth of this community. Father God, I pray a hedge of protection over our youth, especially getting ready to go into this season, going back to school. May they know you and find you in a way that is so rooted so deeply that this school halls walk with the presence of God. I pray an extra blessing on the leadership of this church and the heart that they have to see the youth continually grow. We pray over this wellness event, Lord, that youth come in, parents come in, get the tools that they need to be the best that they can be. We thank you and praise you, Father God, for all that you do. In Jesus' name. Let's worship one more time and then you'll be dismissed. Uh, here we go. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free.
Lord, thank you so much for the young lives that are here. Thank you for the hearts. Thank you for the lives that are changed. Thank you for the seeds that were planted. We love you, Lord. Amen. Go in peace.